Welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you in your journey of faith. Enjoy the message. All right. Hey, stand up on your feet for me. We, this is our tradition. We begin and stand for the reading of God's word as we, we jump into the word. Uh, it's really fun to get to see you and see your, your coats, see us all bundled up. I talked to my parents this morning and I said, we're going to make it. We're going to survive. It might have gotten the 30s, but we're resilient people. Oh, man, those of you that have lived in Minnesota before, just rejoice. We no longer are there. Praise God. We're going to read today uh, from 2 Timothy. And Paul is writing a letter to his son in the faith, Timothy. And he's also writing it to you and I. And, And I want us to be stirred up in our spirit today. I want us to to be aware that God has a a life in us that is unique that people around us are desperate for. And uh, we want to not just acknowledge that, but stir it up. This is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. We'll read down through verse 7. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, And I know the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Lord, we welcome you to stir our hearts. Holy Spirit, stir us. Awaken, Lord, the areas that may be dormant that you have created us, Lord, for your glory and your life and your power to flow through. God, would you speak to every heart today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I hope you had a, a wonderful Christmas. We, we did. We had a, a great Christmas morning. Our tradition is that we open one present on Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning. The rest of the presents and stockings are uh, open and, and just have a, have a great time together. It's, it's a little bit of craziness. We have six kids at our house and so it gets, it gets nice and loud. Oh, thank you. Applause for having six. <laughs> so that's great. Sometimes, sometimes I just cry. I don't, I don't applaud. But I don't, I don't know how you are about gifts. Uh, I have a, a really particular um, viewpoint on gifts. Like I, I, when I receive a gift, gift is, gifts are one of my love languages. And um, Anna, Anna's love, her primary love language is acts of service. But I think gifts is right up there because she is such a particular gift giver. Like she has this standard that a gift has to meet to the, the receivee that, that, that just wears me out. Like I can't, I can't meet it. And she, she wants it to, to hit like their heart in a certain way. And, and I'm like, all right, great. Uh, okay. And then it's amazing because then we watch and the gifts are given and it, it hits. And, and I see why God's gifted her that way that she has that perspective. But, but the way that, that I, I see gifts, when I, when I give gifts and then when I receive gifts, I, w- I want to wear them right away. I want to use it right away. Like today, Anna, Anna got me this cool watch, and 
and I made sure that I could wear it today. Like I kind of plan whatever I'm wearing around my gifts so it goes and it flows and it doesn't, doesn't clash. Like I, I had to wear something today that, that made sure that it went with my gift today. So I, I, I plan around that. And yet I've been around people that you can give them a gift and you, let's say, let's use like a shirt, for example. You can give them a nice shirt or a sweater and they'll say thank you, they receive it, but then they put it in their closet and, the, and it just stays hanging in their closet sometimes with the tags on. I'm not saying that this has ever happened with my wife. I'm just saying that it, it could happen for any random people. And it just drives you crazy because you walk by it in the closet and it's sitting there and it has the tags on it. But it's, it's a gift and it's new and it's there and it's, it's just saying, wear me, show me that you appreciate me and show me that you appreciate the husband or the person that gave it to you. You know, I wonder if the Lord looks and, and sometimes his heart has a similar place and he sees and he has given gifts in your life and in my life. And in many ways, we, we allow ourselves to be negotiated from wearing the gifts that he's giving or using the gifts that he has given to us and they, they remain hung up, unused in the spiritual locker closet of our lives. If you've attended our, our Next Steps class, Next Steps is our onboarding for those that serve and, and have heard the Lord speak to their heart that Ocean Church is, a, is the, the place that he's called them to. Next Steps is, is a class where we teach and we talk through just the, the reality of that perspective that God didn't call you here to consume. He called you here to contribute. And there's a reality as a disciple, a follower of Jesus, that we are not a stationary people. We are not a passive people. That, that when the Holy Spirit breathes life into our spirits, he transforms us from a stagnant, dead, lifeless place to a, 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 a new creation, as Paul calls it, that is a life-giving creation that points and is filled with the glory of God. And the enemy wants to negotiate this away from you. He will do everything he can to convince you that the gifts that God has filled your life are either not there or they're not worthy of being utilized, being worn, being put on, being activated. And, and the Lord's just put three, three distinct powerful gifts that are there. And one of the things that we do in Next Steps is, is there is a, a gift assessment, a spiritual gift assessment that, that we walk you through. And it, it amazes me every time that I teach the Next Steps class that the, the number of people that leave that portion and you can see this light bulb going off in their mind going, I didn't know. I this is why I have this kind of leaning. This is why I enjoy these kind of activities. This is why, you know, some of the, the administration gifts and some of the, like those 
poor individuals that like math and accounting and those sort of things. The light bulb goes on, and, and all of a sudden there's this connection of seeing that not only is this the way that I am, but it's because I've been designed by a creator that loves me and designed me, and his glory is seen when these gifts are in operation and flourishing. And so this, this is a vital part of, of what we want you to know. It's why, you know, Next Steps is not a membership class. And I love Pastor Ed and Christy that this, the Lord put this in their heart a long time ago. Churches have memberships. And, and if you go through Next Steps, we finish Next Steps with partnership. It's not a membership. It's a partnership because there is a part that you and I are called to. And it's not just attending. It's not walking in and saying, I attend because that church had a great benefit package. There are a lot of places that you can get that. There are a lot of great golf clubs that, that you can go to and attend and, and become a member at because of the benefits that you have. And, and if you're one of those, I love golf. Invite me. I'll be glad to join you. But this is not what God has called you to Ocean Church for. He's called you here that the gifts that are in your life would flourish. And the, the, the three gifts that I want to hit today are, are not as specific. In, in Next Steps, we get really specific. And we talk about how the, the personality that we've been given and, and how the gifts that we've been given in these specific areas. I just want to stay very broad because these are three gifts that every single one of us have been given by God. They're foundational gifts. They're like the navigating gifts. You know, ships are, are, uh, have these instruments that are on them. I've gotten to, to know some, some friends in, in the church, and they're, they're captains and, and know how to navigate a ship, and they do that by the instruments that they use. And those instruments are there so that we know immediately when we get off course. And the gifts that God has given us, these foundational gifts, are there so that, that our hearts and our spirits would be, would be given red flags and, and made aware when we go off course. And they're so vital specifically in these times. So, so there shouldn't be trepidation that fills our hearts. There shouldn't be fear or anxiety as we step into 21 because we've been given gifts that keep us on course. There's not disaster ahead of you in 2021. Your life is not going to crash and burn in 2021 because God has given you gifts that will keep you, and not only keep you, but allow you to flourish no matter what circumstances surround you. And so I want us to look into the first gift that, that I want us to look at is this, the gift of grace, the gift of grace. And some of you are like, Pastor Josh, you talk about grace so much. Yes, because grace grows the church. And I'm not just talking about numbers that come in. I'm talking about the reality that our hearts grow and flourish when we have a proper understanding and a biblical understanding and foundation on what grace is. So many believers view grace as like the oars of, of rowing against a current of sin. 
And if we view grace that way, then the determination and, and what the, the weight of strength that, 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 that needs to happen for us to win in that battle, it's on us. And there's not an amount of strength that we have, not a, a level of discipline that can row against that. You know what grace is? Grace is an overwhelming stream that powers the little, powers through whatever little stream you may be up against. Grace is the weight and the power of God's glory filling your life. You say, well, what about me? What do I bring to it? You bring belief. Romans chapter 4 verse 5 says, it's not of works lest any of us should boast. And you know, th this may be uh, a hard truth if you've had a good week. It may be a hard truth. I don't know about you. Some days, some weeks I have, I'll get to the end of the week and it'll be like, man, it's been good. Checked off my Bible reading plan every day. Got some time with the Lord. Didn't screw things up too bad with Anna. It's been a great week. The Lord's going to anoint me today. And then there's some weeks I stand up and I'm in worship and I'm like, oh, Lord, how can I be here? It, 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 because the foundation of, of our belief, it cannot be on us. It is belief in the power and the grace of Jesus Christ that fills our lives. Colossians chapter 2 says these powerful words that should shape every day. As you have received Christ Jesus, so walk in him. The same effort that you brought when you saw and you believed, the same effort that came out of you, the same discipline that came out of you that, that saw and chose to believe in Jesus is the same effort and discipline that it takes every day. Jesus, I believe in you. Not Jesus, I've worked so hard and I've read and I've memorized and I've been really good today. 99% grace and 1% works doesn't work. It's 100% the grace of God. It is a wonderful gift. And we don't leave it. As we have received Christ Jesus, so walk in him. Rooted in the love of Jesus Christ. You know, I love that the book of Acts is written by the Apostle Luke. And Luke wrote, and he, and he starts it, and he starts it, and he writes it to a, a, a character. And he, the character is Theopolis. And many scholars believe that this is a, a coined name that the Apostle Luke wrote, because when you break that, those Greek words into two, it's, it's Theo is God, Opolis is love. And so he is writing, when this, these Greek words are put together, he is writing to those who love God, the God lovers. And so the book of Acts and everything about the church is written to a witness saying, hey, if you are a God lover, this is for you. If the foundation of who you are in your walk with God is the fact that he first loved you and out of that place we love him and we live, then this is how the church grows. This is how the church is birthed. Number two, the second gift that is there for every single one of us is the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, I'm a church kid, and I'm a Pentecostal kid. I grew up in, in, in Pentecostal churches, and, and both grandparents were pastors. My, my grandpa on my, my dad's side was an Assembly of God pastor, he and my grandma. And uh, so I grew up going and, and getting to, to be at their church, and my, uh, my mom's parents were, were pastors and, and full gospel um, non-denominational church where, where the gifts of the Holy Spirit were in operation. So I grew up around that. And, and, and I'm just going to be very open and blatant with you. Like, I'm a, I'm a little reserved. I need people in my life that, that operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit because I, it's not my nature to do things like outspoken. It, I, I like, I'm a little more of an introvert. And, 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 and yet you get in some of those those services, and I remember at, at one of my grandpa's church, there was a song that they would do, and it was the uh, it was like baseball. There's unspoken rules in some Pentecostal churches that that if a certain song plays, you you're expected to dance. And so every time the song was called "As David Did," yeah, some of you are nodding. I see that you were in that. And you know what I did? As David did, I went into the bathroom. <laughs> Every time that song would play, I went and hid because I didn't want to be made to dance. Maybe some of you have, have these painful experiences and embarrassing experiences that you think and you have a belief that the gift of the Holy Spirit is weird. And I want you to know he's not weird. You know what's weird? People are weird. Weird people are everywhere. And if you're sitting there and you're like, well, I don't see any of them, well, then, then it might be you. I'm a little. <laughs> Jesus spoke blatantly about the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he spoke, he used such strong language for you and I. And he said it this way, it's better that I go. Because the gift of the Holy Spirit means the works of Jesus the power of Jesus, the glory of Jesus goes from one individual to an entire world filled with them. This is John chapter 16, verse 5. He says, but I am now going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best. Everyone say best. It is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I don't go away, then I will send, if I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. The gift of the Holy Spirit. You say, well, Pastor Josh, how do I receive the Holy Spirit? We have examples throughout the book of Acts of, of believers laying hands on other believers and praying to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I remember when I was around six years old, my parents were, were praying and, and they, were, they had a group of people and they were praying and, and there were there's some individuals that, that were not filled with the Holy Spirit and asked and, and they were praying over them and, and then everybody left. And, and my parents, uh, we began to talk and, and, and I, I'm like six or seven, something like that. And I remember telling them like, I, I, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And my dad said, well, do you, do you, uh, you want us to pray for you? And I said, no, I do not. I want to pray myself. And so I went back in my room and I prayed. And I've been filled with the Holy Spirit ever since. And uh, it is a wonderful gift to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You say, well, what does the Holy Spirit do? Well, he is the power of God in operation in our lives. He empowers us. He reminds us. The Holy Spirit points us back to the place of grace. He points us back that the, the dependence of our life is on the power of God, not our own self-discipline. He points us to Jesus at every opportunity. He reminds us that we're righteous in God's eyes and he's not weird. And there's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Say, well, Pastor Josh, how do I receive it? Jesus is the one that gives the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so you just talk to Jesus about it. You say, Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. It's a wonderful gift that God has given that keeps us, sustains us. The last gift, this, this is one that, that this week I got to, to put in operation. It's been, it's been a really different week. The last gift that I want to talk to you about is the gift of worship. And there's a lot of ways that we can talk about the gift of worship. There's, a, there's a, uh, an emphasis on thankfulness, a perspective of gratitude that worship comes out of. But it, it really is the, the, the fulcrum place where our perspective is determined. Like, I, I don't want to be in, in 2025 and look back to 2020 and have what fills my, my heart and my mind be just these places that brought fear and anxiety. But that just doesn't happen by chance. It just doesn't happen by you being here. And, and sitting here. It doesn't just happen just because you're righteous. The perspective that God has for you and I, it's shaped and it's determined by our response of worship. It, it, it's this place where a memorial is built. A place where, where this, this, there is an establishment of the events and the moments of our life that point us back to Jesus. And when we don't do this, what it, what it does is it leaves these foggy areas that are kind of left to, to self-determination by how we are that day and how we, we want to remember that time. And yet when we choose in the midst of hard times to worship, then a memorial is built that points us to Jesus and the faithfulness of God. You know, this week, my... Uh, my parents uh, called, and I think it was on Christmas Eve that they, they first called. And, and I, ha I have such a godly heritage. Uh, it, it's, it's just amazing, the, the heritage that God's given me. My, my garage, I have boxes of books that, that my grandpa Bob has given me and that I've gotten from him. And, and he was a reader. He, he, he loved books. He loved to, to uh, read. And, and so I have all, like, every book that you would need for seminary, 
all these old historical books of, of the writings of the early church fathers and, and just this incredible library I, I get to have and possess now because of him. And uh, Grapple Bob was a, or is, he, he was a, an accountant for Conoco. And, and after uh, years of doing that, he took an early retirement and, and responded to the Lord, uh, putting a desire in his heart. And so what, what had happened, he had gotten saved and he began to, to host these Christian businessmen meetings and people started getting saved and people started getting filled with the Holy Spirit and delivered. And my mom got saved out of that. And, and so they, he stepped out and, and took an early retirement and planted a church in Ponca City, Oklahoma and spent the, the remainder of, of his life pastoring this church. And so uh, it, it was awesome going there. And, uh, you know, your, your grandparents' churches are, are like your, um, I don't know if you want to call them training wheels for preaching, but like you just can't fail. Both, both places, anytime that, that I would speak at, at their churches, it was just filled with all this encouragement. And I, it makes me wonder if like my grandparents, grandparents like threatened everybody before I got there. Like, I don't care how bad it is, you will say amen. And you will say nice things to my grandson. <laughs> I remember at my, at my other grandparents' church, there was a point where he, he turned around because he felt like they weren't saying amen enough while I was preaching. And so he turned around and like gave him a, a dirty look and was like, think about it. That was his, that was his saying. And so I, I have this great heritage. And, uh, but a, a few years ago, uh, my grandpa Bob, uh, he he had had there had been some things pointing to to memory loss, and and he uh, has a, a type of dementia and, and Alzheimer's where his memory has has quickly gone. And every time that we would meet and, and go get time with him, um, you know, it, it was less and less until uh, the last few times we would we would bring the kids. And he didn't know me, he didn't, didn't know us, didn't remember us. And yet something fired up in him every time we asked him to pray. And it was amazing how, how his spirit would fire up. And what would come out of him was this depth of, of knowing the Lord. He wouldn't pray from a, from a perspective of a person who didn't remember anything. He prayed from this place of depth knowing the faithfulness of God. And so I have a great heritage with that. And, and uh, we, my parents uh, got a call, and he wasn't doing well, and so they drove down. And I got to spend some time on the phone, just on speaker. He couldn't talk. He, he has a feeding tube and is um, having assistance, and his body is just slowly shutting down. And it, it's an interesting thing. And so Christmas was, was kind of a different night for me to spend time and, and be on the phone and, and, and try to, to say thank you and try to say goodbye to someone that, that uh, means so much and that we've been so close with. And, and yet there's this perspective that, that God gives us when we choose to worship in those moments that builds a memorial 
And this is a signifying place for you and I. See, each one of us, we have brokenness and we have hard times that we're able to look back and we can see the ways that the enemy has tried to destroy our lives. And yet when we choose to look to Jesus and we choose to worship him in the midst of that, there's a memorial that speaks louder than any plan of the enemy. Any voice that he says. And it's a gift. It's a gift of a, a, a perspective that isn't subject to the circumstances on this earth. See, in a short time, he'll be in eternity and he'll be with Jesus and there'll be no failure of memory or of his body. He will have a fresh body, a fresh mind that is fully alive in the presence of God. And that perspective, Paul says that we're to comfort one another with those words that even in the worst and even in that time of, of my heart hurting and, and, and wanting to, to communicate adequately. And honestly, I, I felt so inadequate when I finished talking and I, and I, and I just wrestled with it and said, Lord, I, I wanted to say more. I, don't, I, I wish I could have said more. I, I felt like I, I didn't say enough. But the reality is, he and I are going to have a long time to talk about it. And we're going to worship together from a whole perspective. And this is a gift that God invites each one of us to. We see this from the children of Israel. This is Joshua chapter 4, and I want to end with this. It says, so Joshua called the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark, the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord's covenant went across. These stones will stand as a, as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. There is a legacy that I get to receive from because of those that went before me that chose to worship in hard times. And 2020 is not over yet. There is a memorial that many of you need to build so that in the future, when somebody asks you, your kids or your grandkids, what was 2020 like? There was a pandemic? Tell me about that. That what comes out of us is not, oh, it was horrific. It was terrible. We were so afraid. What comes out of you is God was faithful, and he's bigger than any pandemic. And his might was seen and known. Stand up on your feet with me. I want to pray over you today. The gift of grace is available. God's word is so good to us. The gift of the Holy Spirit is available. All you got to do is ask. And the gift of worship that, that changes our perspective in current circumstances forever, that builds a memorial, establishes in our lives a memorial that points to the faithfulness of God, that's available. Would you bow your heads with me today? Lord, I pray courage, Lord, over each one. I pray that, that today that we would respond to what you're speaking. Holy Spirit, you have 
Lord, a way to speak to the exact circumstances and the places that our hearts are at. Lord, I pray that we would respond. Lord, there are those that, that are in desperate need of responding to the grace of God. Lord, I pray that they would respond today. Lord, there are those that, Lord, maybe have had a, a weird experience and, and don't know what to think about your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would speak to their hearts. Lord, you're the one that, that fills us. You're the one that gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, you don't give bad gifts. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray courage for those, Lord, that would step to a new place of knowing your power and activation in their life. And then, Lord, I pray for those that are in the midst of hard times, Lord, that, Lord, there, there's... They're at that fulcrum place where they can choose to go one way or the other. Lord, that they would choose today to see your faithfulness, choose to worship no matter what circumstances. And Lord, as only you can do that, Lord, as we do that, you build a memorial in our lives. So Lord, that we see your faithfulness, we see your goodness. Jesus, we say there's no one like you. We love you. We trust you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Can we praise him one more time? Thank you, Lord. We hope you were encouraged by the message today. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can like, subscribe, or share it with someone. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.